cappuccino which is not the most manless of drinks i've just slipped into its grasp here as of late and i'm trying to drink it without absolutely <laughs> you know uh, destroying the inside of my mouth which is what i tend to do and actually i've got a burn on my tongue that i'm still trying to to get over <sighs> oh boy it's hot hot yeah, I take it because there's this panic that comes over you when you take a drink of something like that, or you'll take a bite of it. Like mashed potatoes are bad about this too, and you realize, oh, this is really, really hot, and there's no way I can get it out of my mouth in time. I'm about to do irreparable damage to the inside of my mouth, <laughs> and that's what <laughs> because it all happens so fast. You know, these are the conversations that, that go on in my head. My chagrin. Well, let me start at the beginning with this story. So, if you do not follow Hillbilly Broadcast on Facebook, you can go there. We've got a Facebook page. And that's where you could see the post showing the condition of my pickup truck. I got a, a truck that I love dearly. It's a... 1500 Silverado. And I came home. Let me think. This was so. Friday night snowstorm hit. I didn't even make it to work. That day. Roads were terrible. My truck wouldn't make it up my driveway. Even in four wheel drive. This was bad. So. The truck wouldn't make it up the driveway. I parked the truck like halfway down the driveway. And walked up. No big deal, right? Got it finally to the point where we could get it out. And then I go to town. Friday night. Things had cleared off a decent amount to where you could move around better. I thought I'm going to get a run for it. I'm going to make sure this baby's you know, good and solid in four-wheel drive. We're going to get a run for it. And I'm getting up the top of my hill. And I'm parking up very close to the house. Well, that part of the plan worked wonderfully, and I take off, and we get up there. Truck comes up with no problem. Park, take our groceries inside, go to bed. No big deal, right? I wake up Saturday morning. Actually, it wasn't Saturday morning. I'd slept in. It was 11-something, I'm ashamed to admit. And I come into my studio, which is where I spend a lot of my days off. I spend them in here doing either this kind of stuff or tinkering around with with different music projects or occasionally recording albums for people. I don't want to blow the lid off of any of that. I'll leave it up to uh, those fellows to announce. But yeah, yeah, that's a little side note. I have got, uh, I am recording my first album for someone. As far as when I say that, 
It's me behind the controls. I'm not doing any of the singing, any of the playing. I get to play, uh, what, recording engineer, I guess would be the term for it. Yeah, I'm having fun. So anyhow, get up Saturday. Come into my studio. For some reason, and I don't know why, this is, what, this is weird. I felt some reason to look out my window. Like I felt like this nudge. I don't know why. And maybe I'm making it up in my head, right? It's very possible. I pull the blinds back or the, the curtains. I look out the window and my truck has slid over the hill. And it's down in a ditch. Now, if you want to see video of this, you can go to, like I said, the, the Hillbilly Broadcast Facebook page and see the video that I posted about it. Nobody was in the truck. Nothing like that. It just started sliding. I'm guessing in the middle of the night somewhere. And it wound up in the ditch. And it did some pretty substantial damage to it. So now we get to figure all that out. But we got it out. We did get it out just about a half hour ago, actually. Guy came and pulled the old sucker up out of the up out of where she was. So I'm glad to have that done. You know, situations like this used to really they used to hit me pretty hard. I didn't like trying to deal with them, you know, trying to figure them out. But <clears throat> seem to be doing better lately. I do have a story that I should go through with you at some point, the whole ADHD thing. And I know I can feel some of you rolling your eyes right now <laughs> because I used to do the exact same thing. When somebody would say, hey, I've got this or I've got that, I'd be like, Ugh, yeah, yeah. What you need is a boot up your rear end. But I look at things a little bit different now because I will say this, my quality of life, has increased exponentially. The things that I, I used to be real bad. It used to be really, really bad. And I tell you what, we'll, we'll get Missy in here at some point and we'll discuss that. Let me mark getting off my list. We'll go over that in, in great detail, that little story and what happened. Because I would like to, to tell you about it just in case there's, there's people that might be in the same boat I was in. Because I was really, really bad off. Really bad off. Um, this one probably won't be too long, but I do have something I wanted to go over. So Tim Pool, I don't know if anybody that listens to, to us is familiar with Tim Pool. Tim Pool came to fame. Uh, let me think when I started hearing him, well, I, I heard him first on a Rogan episode. So, you know, pretty much anybody that gets interviewed on there starts going gangbusters. But Tim Pool, I think became popular back during the the recent Occupy Wall Street protests and all that. That's been several years ago. Back when Obama was in office, I do believe. And uh, th that's when he became popular. And he does like these, he does a lot of journalism, kind of like this independent journalism. Uh, he used to work for Vice back in the day. And Vice, uh, Vice can be interesting at times, but man, they, they go so hard left wing that it's hard... You know, even for me to enjoy them. Um, and he's, so now he's got his own thing going on. And they've, they moved to West Virginia. They've built him a little spot over, from what I can hear, because obviously he's not going to blast it out for the world to know where he lives. From what I understand, they live close to the Harper's Ferry area, which is close to Maryland 
uh, Virginia and West Virginia. And so he got, I was listening to him the other day, and he got swatted. And for those of you that don't know what swatting is, so when somebody's on doing a live stream or something like that, somebody knows that you're on because they can see you. And if they know where you're at, they can call the cops in that area, call 911 and say, such and such is happening at this location. You know, somebody's being murdered right now. And while you're live on the air, the cops will bust in and somehow they get their gratification that way. Now, I don't know the the exact details behind this, and maybe I should look this up. I think there have been people that have died during these things because let's all be really honest. If you're just sitting in your house and you're not doing a darn thing to break the law and somebody busts in with a gun pointed at you and they might be hollering police, police, they might be, but in the, in the, the fog of the moment, all that might not register. And I know my first instinct, as would be anybody, so anybody breaks, uh, uh, breaks in my door uh, I'm going to be looking for ways to defend myself, you know. Now, I do think I would have enough snap judgment to, to say, okay, hold on, these guys are all in blue. However, especially if you know you weren't doing anything wrong, I totally understand how things can go south. And then, so, things have gone south in the past. Let me see if I can find more information about this. Oh, it looks like right here in the Washington Post... Prankster sentenced to 20 years for fake 911 call that led police to kill an innocent man. This was a swatting incident. Called in a false hostage threat. So these things are very dangerous, and from what I understand, the penalty for them can be very, very severe. But anyways, so Tim Pool's broadcasting, and I've got some of the audio here. Actually, we can, we can go through a little bit. He's... He's broadcasting, and all of a sudden, uh, you just start seeing cops on the camera. And I will link to this video as well. If you go to watch it, go to about the 50-minute mark, and that's when things start to happen. But let's go ahead and play a little bit of this here. 1300s Black Death and the 1918 Spanish flu, there were 57 pandemics, and there was only four cases of them that didn't result in a revolt or large-scale protest afterwards. And they actually announced a number of times... Yeah, the cops just walked in. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, should we? Uh, yeah, that I. So, I, was, I was looking at my notes and I was like, somebody did somebody swat you? Yep, somebody swatted us. Did Someone they really? Swatted us? Yep, somebody swatted us. So that's how do you know? How was. do you know? I have somebody texting me. Oh, yeah, okay. So Tim's gonna wow. take care of so, business. Yeah, just a police officer just entered here, in. looked around because it looks like someone swatted this live <laughs> broadcast here. Glad that they come in here busting, man. I'm yeah. glad, yeah, yeah, man. Just a little note: the the officer or the guest that they had on was Brandon Tatum. He's the guy who was an ex cop, does a lot of videos and stuff. Interesting guy. Also, the author of Beaten Black and Blue. Right in front of the perspective of being a black cop in the country at the moment. 
I mean, that's that's something that's extremely dangerous, extremely reckless, because you know SWAT incidences have led to a lot of innocent people Little dying, death. Uh, yeah. dogs being shot, people being shot, people thinking that their house is being raided by criminals defending themselves. So whoever did that, well, and that's what I was talking about. You <laughs> you don't know who busting through that door you don't know who it is and that's how people have have gotten their lives taken from them because cops going to return fire too he thinks something's wrong you think something's wrong you both become enemies that you wouldn't normally have been you know so that that's that's what i was trying to the point i was trying to get across earlier they're listening like yeah, those, those things, those things, you know, and and it's a it's a healthy a healthy penalty if you get caught swatting. That's a felony crime, Good. and you can spend years in jail over it because the yeah. inherent risk. If a police officer, you know, it's believes got, that if, wow. if, if the police officer believes that there's I, who knows what they said, you know, they yeah, could have right. said somebody Let's, is screaming for or help. kidnapped. Someone's kidnapped here. We need to send and in just police say, and I heard a boom. I heard a boom. Yeah, I don't they know if you. Yeah, they opened that door loud. They hit. The, so what if we were in here, you know, and we saw them and we pulled a trigger on them? Yeah. And now yeah. we're in a shootout with the police. You can get them hurt. We can get hurt. You know, it's crazy. Did that happen? All right, to you let's while let's you were on let's let's. This is interesting too to hear from the perspective of a ex-cop. Let's. Uh, no, right, we, guys, we never guys, we never got caught on. I'm that. gonna I'm gonna tell you guys what just happened. Uh, I just walked out of the room. The cops walked in. They walked around with flashlights. We've been swatted. I am extremely unhappy with this because I can't necessarily be mad at the officers. They were very polite, but I do not like cops coming into my house when we have mats all over no the place. Warrant? They come back with a warrant. Yeah. And I don't know who let them in or why. Yeah, what happened? Uh, I understand they're here because we got swatted. A report was made that two people had been shot and killed and that the gunman was threatening to to hurt themselves. They didn't send a SWAT team. It was just a couple of officers. I don't want to drag them or be mean to them because they were polite. Mm. This is interesting. We'll go ahead and stop it there, but it gives you an idea of what was going down. And, and, and Tim makes the point about he's uncomfortable about cops being there. I understand that. It's not that you're trying to hide something, and, and he was plain about it. He said, we're, you know, plain about the, that they weren't. It's just a matter of this ain't the way it's supposed to go down. But if you, wanna, if you want to listen to that episode, it's, it's very good. I'll link to it, and uh, you can work your way through it. Like I said, skip forward to about the 50-minute mark, and that should get you where you need to be. I do believe I didn't really have much planned out for this evening, so I think that's all that I have. Um, if you're if you don't usually follow us on social media, you might want to start checking us out there more if you want to see more content as far as pictures, posts, things like that. I'm really trying to amp that up. I've never been good at using it, so I'm trying to utilize it more. So if you want to see usually pictures of things that we might talk about, and I think we'll probably start posting some show notes or something there as well. So you can see some of the things that we're talking about. But anyways, that's all I got. Um, let me make sure I got the right button here to hit. There it is. All right. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Hillbilly Broadcast. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you didn't and you really want to get us back, go to wherever you listen to this podcast 
and give us a five-star review. That will drive me personally insane with anger. If you'd like to send us a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash Sparks, where you can also become a supporter of the show if that's something that you're into. If you would like to send us an email, you can send that to hillbillybroadcast at aol.com. That's right. We may or may not still be stuck in the early 2000s. You can also find Hillbilly Broadcast on Facebook, and I am on Twitter at the Phil Sparks. Again, thank you for listening. I love you. The good Lord loves you. And we'll see you next time.